You're listening to the Spiritual Knockout with Catherine Macri. that comes out of my mouth. And I'm just getting warm. Because as an entrepreneur, um, you always have to be on your own ass. Here's the Sesame Street message of the day. Zero capability to focus today. Oh my God. And so take a look at how you're standing in your own way. Know where your standards are. Raise them if you have to. There's a whole lot of crazy shit happening right now. Know your goddamn life. At this point, I think I find things hilarious. Today, we're going to talk about children. And so if you don't have children, and you're on here, and at some point in time you decide in your life that you are going to procreate, this is still a podcast for you. And if you do have children, well, I'm going to lay down some fucking hardcore truths about stuff that you may not even understand that you're repeating. And so I'm going to take you back to um, a story that really was the moment I understood and I decided I had to do better as a parent. I have three children. We all know right now they're um, 10, 9, and 8. And at that time, they were 3, 2, and 1. Yeah, that was a shit show. Yeah, that was a shit show. I had a 3-year-old, a 2-year-old, and a 1-year-old with a husband who worked all the time. And I single-handedly raised those kids and it was hell on days it was hell sleep deprivation and um inability to understand what the real fuck had happened to my life um been pregnant for three years four pregnancies in three years and um a whole bunch of other shit that we're not going to get into on this podcast that was happening behind the scenes and um I was in the midst of uh let's say not knowing what the real fuck was going on in my life. And so in this day, in this space and time, I found myself um, in a situation where I was trying to get my children out of the house. And my eldest, God bless her soul, has always been independent, has always been compassionate and understood life in ways it's so funny as i'm as i'm saying this and i'm recording it there's um i have i have my laptop open my screensaver is a picture of my children and i probably about two years ago um we were in florida at the time and where there's a picture of the three of them seated at a table and as i'm speaking about my daughter um and looking at this picture there's a beacon of light that's actually just floating over her head i mean and those are signs to just tell me that I'm on track with teaching this lesson that I need to teach. And so God bless her soul. She wanted to do whatever it was that she was doing in that moment because she was a three-year-old and the three-year-olds do whatever the hell they want in her authentic self. Because children come into this world as a clean slate. They're blank. They're a blank canvas. We're the ones who start to put the brush strokes on, whether they're willing or unwilling. And they end up with this colorful life with these breaststrokes and patterns of behavior. These patterns, these patterns of breaststrokes, right? That they did not ask for. And so they're these beautiful canvases um, that come in clean. And at some point in their life, for me, it was, you know, she was three. So I was 33 years old that I realized, fuck, I didn't put some of this shit here. Some of this stuff on this canvas. I mean, it might look good. But I didn't put it here and I actually don't want it here. And so in that moment, this three-year-old was, you know, not listening to me is what I saw. She wasn't cooperating, which was, I wasn't controlling what it was that she was doing. And it was making me upset because I had the need to control what was going on because I had no control in my life at that point. 
Um, and it was my shit, right? And my shit and stuff and things was that I had zero control over what was happening in my life, apart from the fact that um, I was caring for these three little beautiful human beings. And, uh, and so I found myself getting more and more upset and agitated with the fact that she was not listening. And she went and sat in the corner of the front hallway of the house that I was living in at that time. Um, and she sat there and she was looking up over me and I became more and more infuriated and I became more and more upset. And I stood over her and she just sat there, shoulders hunched forward, little face looking down, big brown eyes looking up at me. And I was yelling and I'm screaming. I don't remember what I was saying, but I remember the look of terror in her eyes. And she was not scared in a way that she was afraid that she was in harm. She was scared in a way that she could not understand who I was in that moment. And I almost snapped out of it. I had this out-of-body experience momentarily where I literally floated because now that I talk about it, I can see it from a bird's-eye view. And I think I literally was able to have an out-of-body experience and, and see for a moment my childhood self cowered with an authoritative adult over me, yelling and screaming and trying to keep me in control for their own need and I understood inherently in that moment that I was becoming what I had venomly hated as a child and I remember standing up over her and it was almost as if I instantaneously had shifted and I stood up straight and I stopped for a moment and I caught myself and I caught my breath and I kind of looked at my surroundings and I looked down at her and her shoulders just slowly started to ease and she did not know you could see there was trepidation she did not know what to do or what was going to come next or how to react in that moment and I got down on the ground next to her and I got to her level and I looked at her in the eyes and she looked at me and her whole body just melted because children, all they want is to be loved. And I was so ashamed of myself in that moment. I was so saddened that I had become what I hated. And I grabbed her and I pulled her in and I put her little legs around my body and I held her tight. And in that moment, without knowing and understanding, I was so full of gratitude for what this little human had just taught me. And it was the first time in my life that I realized I wasn't there to teach her. She had come here and chosen me as her mother to teach me. To teach me. And the tears flowed like I'm trying to hold back now. And I realized, fuck, I need to do so much better than this because she deserves so much better. And in that moment, I understood that I had a responsibility far greater than the responsibility of just raising children, of, of caring for their everyday basic needs of survival, food, clothing, 
keeping them clean, keeping them out of harm's way. No, man, I fucking realized in that moment that I had a responsibility to raise whole, happy, authentic human beings. And then in the same breath, I realized, fuck, that's not me. That's not me. I am not a happy and whole, authentic human being. And in that moment at 33 years old, I realized, fuck, I'm little, if not a lot, messed up. What do I do? How do I change this? Where do I go? I mean, I, I had none of those answers. None of those answers. I understood things about the moon. I understood things about the universe and some stuff about manifesting. But at 33 years old, it was the first time in that moment that I realized, shit, there is so much more. And now that I know that, I have the responsibility to understand it. And so I sit here um, seven, eight years later almost. Did I just do that math right? No, man, that's seven years. I'm like 40 and a half. So seven and a half years, almost eight years later. Um, Having done better, having taken the steps to know and undo that and having taken the time to step into my authenticity, to undo patterns of behavior that had been imparted on me so that I would not impart them on my children so that I could teach them a different way so that I could allow them the best opportunity possible. And don't get me wrong, I still fuck my kids up. Shit, I still fuck my kids up. Y'all, even the, even the most awakened of people are fucking their kids up. But it's in those moments that the children then have a responsibility to know, do, and be better as human beings, as parents. And so um, if you don't have kids, I hope that you're still listening to this because um, if I knew this before I had children, then my life would have been so different. I mean, if I knew this before a lot of things, my life would have been different. But it is the story of my life and it is all in divine timing and it all came exactly as it was supposed to. And so in that moment, my daughter taught me the biggest lesson of life was that I had the responsibility to know, learn and do more. So let's get into a little bit, a little bit, not too much, about um, what that looked like and what those years of seeking the truth was. And so, I mean, I've studied different courses, lots of books, lots of insights, studying myself and understanding. And, and, and I'm um, well-versed in the psychology of the driving emotions and the human needs behind why it is that we do the things that we do and and how our emotions drive every decision that we make and how we have these patterns of behavior that we've learned as children from the influences in our life, right? From parents, from teachers, from aunts, from uncles, um, babysitters, whoever it is that was a role model that was an adult, not even necessarily a role model, an adult that was placed into your life that you were told to listen to, right? Because we're told to listen to adults. I mean, if you have a conversation with my son, though, he rages against that shit. If he does not agree with an adult, he doesn't give a fuck how old you are. He's going to express his opinion. And God, I love him for that. Um, But it has, in his 10 years, got him into a lot of trouble um, because... He fights 
against what he believes in his core to be the truth, as opposed to what people are trying to instill upon him, to make him believe, because they are not awakened, they are asleep. And so you go through life and you're told different things. Um, I was told that I wasn't good at math. And that's something I carried even into adulthood. But, you know, it was constant in my life. Um, But I'm really good with numbers, just in different ways. And what had happened as a child was that I wasn't learning in the way that they were trying to teach me. And rather than trying to teach me in a different way, they were trying to shove me into the box that I did not fit in. And they kept trying and trying and trying and trying. And I did not fit because you can't put a round peg into a square. Or maybe you can if the square is big enough. But you know what I mean? You can't put a square into a round peg. I mean, to a round square. Okay. I'm just going to shut the fuck up with that one. Anyways, you know what I mean? And they kept forcing me to understand it because they threw their arms up in the air and I wasn't fitting into the model with which they needed me to fit into in school. Um, they just said, yeah, she doesn't get it. She's, she's, she doesn't get it. She's not good at math. And so let's throw her into special ed or what they call core resources now because I guess that's politically incorrect. But um, it's failing. Oh, my God. That's a whole other podcast, how the school system is failing children. And I, I've, I've gotten myself into a lot of hot water over that. But uh, <laughs> I ain't going to shut up about it. Regardless what people, circumstances, adults are trying to do is to just get you to live the program that they're living because it's what they know. It's what they know. And so you go through this life and the people in your life, um, the adults, again, the teachers, the priests, if you're religious, the whoever are trying to get you to fit into the paradigms that they believe in, into the truths that they believe that are, are the core of how they live. Um, and you start to go through and have, you have these circumstances where you make these decisions or key decisions in your life. And they typically happen between one and seven years old. And uh, these decisions become the way with which you view the world. And so one of the key decisions I made in my life was that um, I wasn't good enough for love. That I had to vie for somebody's attention. And that the male role models in my life could not spend their time with me. And so time equated to love for me because I never got that. And that's why time is my love language. It is my number one. You spend time with me, man? Fuck. That's my love language. And so because that's the pattern that repeated in my life, and I'm telling you, in every relationship up until now, Well, maybe just a little bit before now. But in every major relationship in my life, I think apart from one, two, okay, apart from two. Um, And those two people were fleeting. But every major relationship in my life, the person never wanted to spend time with me. And that's because I was taught as a child that I wasn't good enough to spend time with. There was always something else to do other than to give me your time, love, and affection. And so that was a pattern that I carried with me. And in those moments after I had 
that aha moment with my daughter, I realized how I was always trying to do something else other than <clears throat> spend time with my children. I was always busy to do this and to do that and to get, you know, take care of laundry and cooking and cleaning than to, to get on the floor and spend real quality time with them. And that was because I had never been shown that. I had never been shown that. And so I had never been shown that by male role models for the most part. And so I realized that I knew better and so I had to do better. And so I started to leave all of the things to the side that didn't need to be done because they were my excuses. There was the way I was just living that pattern of behavior. And I started to show my children they were worthy of my time, that they were worthy of so much more than my love in ways that showed them I provided for them other than the ways that they really needed it, which was was to just get down on the ground and to um, be there with them and give them my time. And so I was able to do that. And now, I mean, they completely love me for that because I am such a pillar in that respect in their life. And they understand that all they want is my undivided attention. And I work my entire life around making sure they have that. And so that was one of the ways that that key decision in my life as a child where I decided because I saw that I was not worthy of time, of real quality time. And so I unlearned that. And so you go through life and you have these key decisions, typically three of them. So if you can roll back and find out where those things are um, and understand your driving emotion behind it and the lens with which you view the world, because that's how you see life, right? And that's how you see every circumstance and every relationship that comes up time after time after time after time the patterns that repeat and if you have the audacity yeah man I said audacity to live a better life then take some time and and uh, set that down and so what I want to encourage you to do as a parent is to grab out a pen and a paper after this podcast and to write down all of the ways that you are mimicking the ways that you are parented and I'm not just saying your biological parents I'm saying any kind of role model grandparents aunts uncles teachers the shit that you detested the ways that they made you feel The stuff that you hated, and yeah, this is the stuff that's popping into your head, so don't doubt it for one second. Don't sit there and say, shit, this is is not it. Yeah, it's it. If it's in your head, that's it. Write that stuff down. And then I implore you. I don't encourage you, man. I implore you to understand how you are transferring that into the life of your children. And it's most likely unknowing. So cut yourself some slack. Let yourself off the hook. But I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and give you permission to keep doing it now that I've called you out on your shit. This is me calling you out on your shit. Look at the ways that you're parenting your children. And understand that you have a different choice. That's it. I got no more. I called you out. I taught you why. I taught you how. Now, my lovelies, you must go forth and conquer those demons inside of you. Because they are. They are. And every single thing you change 
is a win. Every single hard truth you look at. Because there's hard truths. There are hard truths. And if you think the universe is not going to send you those patterns and circumstances loud and clear over and over in the most difficult of ways. Well, I don't don't know who you think you are if you're some special person. But it's going to come at you because I'm telling you. That simple pattern of time and of my need to chase somebody's love. Because I knew and I was taught that that's what I had to do. I mean, that pattern got louder and louder and harder and harder and harder. Until I said, no fucking more. Until I said, the only person whose time I need and love is my own. And when I started to give that to myself. God, the universe sent me the most beautiful example of that in another human being. And then the universe sent me more lessons. And I knew that my work on myself, on giving myself time and love and respect that I needed, because that little child was taught otherwise. Well, that work wasn't over. Otherwise, it would have all flooded in like a floodgate. And so... Take the time and learn the lesson over and over and over until it's complete. So parents, I implore you, it's a call to action. Sort your shit out. Take a hard, long look at why you're doing the things you're doing. And if you actually even fucking believe them, or if it's just what you were taught to do. And party people on here who do not have children. Well, if you didn't know, now you know. Go forth and conquer everything that you can. It will not be pretty, but my God, will it be fucking worth it.